It's the 2023 Ashes. Someone left the baseball out in the rain uh, in Manchester. So with only one test remaining and Australia leading 2-1, they keep the urn. This is Wickets with Sharpie, Stewie and sadly, a sickie. But instead of Shane, we've got Josh Beagley. More about him later. Now, test matches are won or lost in the first hour of play. 90 overs a day, 15 overs an hour, four minutes and over. It's all about Wickets. Your team for today, I'm Stuart McGill. I played for Australia, New South Wales, Western Australia, Knotts and Somerset. We've also got Jack Sharp. He played for the Bears, the Brothers, Pembroke, the Ogres, Old Ignatians, and he's a magician. Abracadabra. (laughs) (laughs) Finally today, we have your umpire, Josh Beagley. Josh also played for Australia. In lacrosse. He's different a DJ. Sport. Oh, it is a different sport, but he's still got a ball and a bat. Yeah, and I turned the ball once in backyard <laughs> cricket way more than you ever did, so, you know. Well, I've seen what happens with those balls, Josh. Josh also runs a record company, so I've got just surrounded by celebrities today. Personal best records. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for being on. Good, good to be on the show. Now, listen, even though he played for Australia... Uh, he is also, like me and Sharpie, old and unfit. So we're not going to do the first hour of the test Correct. match. We're not going to do the first hour. We're going to be doing some overs for you, though. We guarantee you that every four minutes, we're going to bring a new over, a new topic and wickets. Get ready to play, gentlemen. Go. What's the story, Morning Glory? First topic. It rained. The ashes were retained. It rained a lot. They were spectacular at times, but uh, will England ever have the baseball recipe again, Sharpie? Well, morally they had a victory, didn't they? Apparently they won the first test. That was the main thing. Um, Listen... It has been exciting, I must I must say. Um, it's been great to watch. Viewership is up uh, in the UK. They're all going on about that. But uh, ultimately, I think every test cricketer will tell you it's all about winning. Josh, you, you're an international sportsman. Do you uh, consider a draw a win? Uh, well, I'm a fan of the five-day format, so you have to take that with all of its ramifications. And as we know, a, a five-day test going to the very last over, even if it results in a draw... Is a great test. It is a great test. And look, what do we think about this whole rain thing? I mean, there have been a draw or two in test cricket before, haven't there, Sharpie? Uh, a couple. Listen, it's been part of the game for as long as any of us have been alive and as long as the game has been going. It's it's simply that. It's uh, in England, what's it going to do? On occasion, it's going to rain. It's going to affect results. Um, nobody's ever whinged about it in the past and there's no point in really whinging about it now. Let's just move on to the oval. There has been some whinging, though, Uh What's his name? Morgan, that uh, that former... You know, Piers Morgan. Th- uh, we'll call him that person, yeah, Morgan. Yeah. I've met him. He's not a bad bloke. He's very rational. i got a sneaking suspicion he's just trying to get engagement with his social media followers. I think followers. he knows how to play the game, doesn't he? I reckon that's it. What's, uh, I thought you were going to talk about Owen Morgan. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no he, he, he's one of the great commentators at the moment, but we're talking about Piers Morgan at the moment. You've got still halfway to go, Sharpie, so elaborate on what you think of the media interfering with cricket. Well, did you see the Barmy Army tweet today? I so, did. Here we go. England's Barmy Army. They said, good morning to no doubt slightly dejected England fans and but here's a reminder. It said, the women already drew against the best team ever. Uh, they lost. Yep. We had the Ashes. Oh, it's the Aussies begging for a rain draw. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that and every single team that's ever played in a cricket match has begged for rain. Some, Particularly if you're stage, a bowler. Yes. At some stage, for sure. It says, uh, we have reinvented test cricket and viewing figures are through the roof. Oh, but yeah. they're still lost. 
and it says we can win at the Oval. Well, maybe. See, the thing with Bazball is, and I may have mentioned this to you last week, but I apologise. I'm going to just keep banging on about it. Baz McCullum seems to think that the most important thing about test cricket is getting numbers through the ratings onto television. He doesn't seem to care if they win. As long as they're playing entertaining cricket. Now, thoughts, gentlemen? Well, was he a broadcaster? Yeah, that's right. He's not. He's the coach of the England cricket team. His his contract in the review, it's going to come up and they're not going to say, well, congratulations, Baz, you've got 3.6 million people watching the rain come down on the last day in Manchester. Well, that's just part of his KPIs, perhaps, when he signed that contract. It was, uh, yeah, you've got to get the TV ratings up. He might be expanding the, uh, getting some new teams in, maybe from Greater Western Sydney or something. <laughs> well, look, I think that that's, uh, that's enough for that over. Well, we've still got 30 seconds to go, but I'm, I'm pretty much done with it. Uh, well, uh, am I correct in saying that in 2005 there was a, one of those moral victories when uh, the, the, one of the, the tests was rained out when, with Australia well ahead? That's true. That, well, and, In the and, greatest series ever. And there was a draw in the last t- uh, test of the series too. That was only a 2-1 series. So, you know, look, yeah. I'm really sorry. Yeah, things happen. Yeah, that's the way it goes. We're not going to mention stuff like Michael Kasperovich's hand being off the bat or Ben Stokes <laughs> and Headingley being absolutely plumb four years ago. No, we won't mention stuff Let's like that. Let's not mention that. Ben, ben, ben Stokes <laughs> has never been given not out when he deserved to be not out. Come on. There we go. That's over, gentlemen. Quick change. Now, this is where we prove how culturally aware we are because this is the posh uh, segment. Uwe La Tactics this week. <laughs> Uwe La Tactics. Before we get into the tactics of both captains, I might add, uh, I've got a joke for you both. Uh, what do you call a French girl falling out of the sky? Well, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Lorraine. <laughs> I, just, Lorraine. I, just, I just thought that dear might be appropriate. Dear, dear. Yeah, Look, um, I can speak French and be, you know, culturally hey, aware. you are a dad, so you're allowed to get away with oh, it. Where's yeah. my drum and cymbal? I am. Brum. Now, uh, Sharpie, dodgy captaincy this week, I reckon. Look, a lot of complaints about uh, Pat Cummins. Um, what have those complaints been? Well, the main thing is the the changing of the field, right? Okay. Um, trying to, I don't know. Are the Aussies trying to copy a bit of baseball? They went very defensive. I thought they went very defensive too early. Um, Stokes has shown in the Ireland Test and in the first couple of tests against Australia, he's uh, he's gone funky with his field placings. Um, and I don't know if the Aussies just kind of fell into the trap of not really knowing what to do and thinking, do we want to match them? What do we want to do? I just think Cummins, he was very, very defensive. Everyone back on the fence, nah, look, not for me. Look, th- this is the thing. So what I say is dodgy captaincy. With the fields, okay, when somebody first walks out to bat, you're supposed to make it difficult for them. It's, it's always difficult with your eyes and with conditions and the ball and the pitch to, to know exactly how things are going to play. And until you've been in for... I mean, batsmen talk about, you know, the first 20 runs, the first 20 balls. Just make it to that first 20 balls and then start to become a little bit more expansive with your play. Until you've done that, it's hard work. So why do we have guys out on the deep point and uh, deep backward square leg boundaries right at the beginning of an innings? Crawley, look, I'll doff my imaginary cap. Good on you, made 180. First 115 digs, I reckon. Um, And... If we hadn't given him the first 50 runs, he wouldn't have been there. Um, it's, it's a ridiculous tactic, and uh, you know I think we need to do something about it. Well, you look back at the bowlers, the fast bowlers that you played with. Can you imagine Glenn McGrath, Jason Gillespie and these guys being asked to bowl to that field to a new batsman? No. No, no. It, it just wouldn't have happened. 
But apparently it's a collective captaincy now because uh, Patrick Cummins is not all to blame because he's got Steve Smith in his corner okay. and, he, and he's got Travis Head, who's a captain at South Australia level. And Ian Chappell says, why didn't they stand up and say, come on, mate, this is ridiculous? Well, because they prefer to hug each other. I think it's, a, it's, the, it's, the, woke, it's the woke 11. Okay. Look, the, the, the other thing about the tactics, it's not just all Australia, okay? As you mentioned, Stokes has been applying some pretty funky fields he actually, when England was told they were only allowed, allowed to use spin bowlers on the on the fourth day, the field that he employed was reflected in his nerves with the draw and the rain. He set very defensive fields. He didn't want Australia getting anywhere near that total, despite the fact you had Joe Root on, who I might add was bowling right arm finger spin over the wicket, which mm-hmm. is how traditionally it has been done, and Molly Nali, who wasn't bowling very well. They bowled with very defensive fields, so he was crap too. And the other thing that he did, he declared uh, in the first test match uh, in Birmingham and was criticised heavily for how early he did it. I think this game he might have done it a bit late, Sharpie. What he could have done, but um, actually, don't don't forget the other uh, couple of things. He's won four tosses in this series as well. So um, people say that a couple of them were good tosses to lose. But Stokes, they've they've had the opportunity to put pressure on right from the start, and they've missed the boat a couple of times. But um, yeah, I, I listen. In fairness to them, they they got a, the the rough side of the stick in the last game. They it, the Aussies got a losing draw out of it, but at the end of the day. Uwele Tactics this week has clearly been uh, a very nasty um, little period of time. And with 30 seconds to go, I want to throw one more thing out there. Just another little barb while I'm being grumpy. I reckon the coaches are to blame too. The planning meetings have been crap from both teams. And I'm going to target England on this one because it's Baz ball time. Baz, have a look at who you're bowling to. Mark Wood should not be bowling short to Labashane, Green, and 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 particularly uh, Mitchell Marsh Mitchell. because they play on pitches where they're normally having it up their nose. And when you get it up for your nose for your bread and butter, you're not going to have a problem. We England wasted that period of time at the last the last session that they really needed to do well. I'm afraid that's, that's over, Stuart. Uh, that is Change over. ends, gentlemen. Change ends. Uh, we're on uh, Sharpie. This is all about you because uh, what have you got for us that's magical this week in magic moments? Magic moments. All right. Here we go. As I said at the start of the show, abracadabra. Well, we're talking about rain. I'm going to take you back to nine months ago. Yes. 26th of October, in fact. Yes. This is because I'm Irish, of course. Ireland against England at the MCG in uh, the, that was T20 the T20 World Cup. World Cup. Yes. So what a great day for the Irish. Ireland posted 157. England were in trouble at the start. Yep. Made a bit of a fight back. Yes. And then thought they were looking like winning the game at 105 for five, yes. which is a long way short of 157. It is a long way. It sure is. They were five behind on, on Duckworth Lewis. Yes. And, and what happened? It rained. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell me it that uh, they, they invoked the Millie Vanilli clause <laughs> and blamed it on the rain. So the magic moment is more rain, but especially Ireland beating England. Nobody, I mean, I know the Aussies love doing that, but so do we Irish. We love that. Uh, uh, Josh, every single person, we talk about the Ashes being a big deal, but every single person on the planet likes beating their colonial masters. Of course, it's just innate. That is what it is. And we, we, see, we see that in all... 
all sports. When my, my family's Welsh, you guys probably don't know this. So Stuart Charles Glyndwr <laughs> McGill. Right? Wow. Yeah, my family's there you Welsh. Go, no, no, that's it. Half, half. So I'm fifty percent Welsh, just as Welsh as I am Aussie. Um, but we love, and we, I mean Welsh, we love beating England in absolutely anything. In fact, during the Football World Cup, round ball Football World Cup last year, when England played against Wales, um, the kids got the day off school <laughs> to watch the game. So yeah, it was, and those that didn't have it, big TVs in every, so, you know, it says two things. We like beating England, but we also don't really respect our educational system too much. <laughs> well, the Welsh have had their moments in the rugby. They sure have. Like 2005, I remember Sharpie. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Wales beat England to get the uh, Six Nations and the Grand Slam in that last particular second. I think it was 11-9 in the last seconds of the game. That was one big one for me. And I'm, I'm sure as an Irishman, you know, you've watched we've other plenty sports. Of, well, we've had plenty of rugby victories as well. Actually, the first one of the first times I was at Lansdowne Road, 1985, we beat England to win the Triple Crown, uh, which was a great moment. We still talk about 1988. When 1988 was the year I left in football. In yeah. football, when we beat them one nil in Germany in the Euros, um, well, and people say, "Oh, what about more recently?" Well, we have beaten them the last three times in the rugby as well. So, <laughs> yeah, we're not just resting on that. Did, did you ever play lac- lacrosse against England? Uh, yes, in a World Cup in 2005. And what happened? Uh, no, sorry, no, my, my mistake. Sorry, we didn't. We didn't. No, right. We well, didn't get that. a chance to play to beat the Colonial Masters. How was that story going? We were looking so good. I oh, thought you could have even made it up. No, you've got you got too much credibility and too much integrity. Oh, I know. To I should have gone with it. You should have. Next you week. Now, with RFI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, just to remind us, you yes. as well. So, magic moments. Obviously, we're mentioning uh, something that we regard as magical. Oh, yes. But uh, when we move towards the Australian summer, which will be in the next month or two. We're going to have people hopefully send in their magic moment. Yes. Now, this could be something uh, on the field, in the yes. park, uh, your amateur stuff, and you want to send it in by email. Email, and The yeah. email address we have is wickets208 at gmail.com. That's so it. wickets208 at gmail.com. We'll have some fast, fantastic prizes. We're going to have a couple of people who we're going to host at a Big Bash game at yes, the we SCG. Will. Being, being SCG McGill, SCG McGill, I think I've it got, makes I, sense that we host something at the SCG. I can get you the occasional ticket sharp if yeah. you want some. But that's a, that's something that you must do. At wickets208 at gmail.com. Send in your magic moments and uh, we'll consider them. Over, gentlemen. Please change ends. Right, Sharpie. This yep. is you again, I'm afraid. Um, going global. Now, I, my only contribution uh, at the moment is uh, related to the rain again. Um, uh, Australian England, uh, Australian women played against Ireland. Well, they were supposed to in Dublin the other day. And unfortunately, it was a draw. It rained. Yeah. It rained. Yeah. So it yeah. does happen in cricket. Three, three one-day internationals. First one washed out. Second one this evening. Um, I've always said Ireland's a great place. It just needs a roof. <laughs> um, and tonight, we will see Kim Garth um, play for her adopted country yes. against her country of birth and join a, a short list of people to have done that. So that's, a, that's exciting for that's her. That's pretty cool. And for the Irish, just... Uh, to experience playing against the Aussies and having the Aussies in, in Dublin is great. Um, yeah, around the world, we had uh, another test match uh, just completed. India against the West Indies. India were 1-0 up in the series. Well, isn't that the game that you said last week, India were all over the West Indies? All over the West Indies, game one. Set them 3-6-5 in the second test. Yes. On day five, guess what happened? 
Don't tell me it, it rained. <laughs> <laughs> um, but surely, it uh, surely rained. India's Much complaining drawn. left, Nobody right, and center. Nobody has said a word. Nobody has said a but, word. But, but Piers Much Morgan drawn. told me, <laughs> Piers Morgan said to me that they must feel ripped off. And so, you know, yeah. justifiably so. There we go. Uh, are no, there, no complaints. Are there big pictures of the covers in the West Indies uh, <laughs> comparing them to Piers Morgan's <laughs> handkerchief? No, actually, two little things out of that. Yashasvi Jaswal, who we mentioned last week, right. he, he got a half century. But uh, Vera Kauli, the man who hasn't scored 100 away from home in five years, he finally got one. He Did scored he? 121 in the first inning. It would have so. sent people into raptures. Yep. Um, Pakistan are over in Sri Lanka. Uh, they won the first test comfortably. They were right in control of the second test. Um, Sri Lanka all out for 166. Nasim mm-hmm. Shah and Abra Ahmed taking the wickets. Was and, it a wet um, pitch? No, pretty dry <laughs> over there. Pretty dry <laughs> over there. And uh, at the end of day one, um, in reply, they're already 145 for two. Uh, County Championship okay. has, um, has got underway again. In England, yes. In England. So they finished their Vitality Blast recently. Right. They're back with the Red Ball stuff. Okay. Um, Surrey, top of Division 1. Uh, six wins out of 10 games. Essex and Hampshire, just one win behind them. Yep. Essex actually travelled to Southampton to play Hampshire tonight. So, okay. that's, so that's a big one. That's a big one. Division 2, Durham are a, a mile in front in Division 2. However, here's an interesting one. Okay. Sussex are coming second in the league. Right. Played 10, won one, mm. nine draws. <laughs> yes. And would you believe it? Some of them have been affected by the rain. The rain. Yes. Those French girls falling uh, out of the sky, eh? Just back <laughs> on the way, Lorraine. Exactly. Back on the women, uh, not just Ireland and Australia. Bangladesh women hosting India. Uh, that was one all. Best of three one day series. It was one all. Third match ended in a tie. Okay. But the big news out of that, the Indian skipper, Herman Preet Kaur, yes, got out, yes, gave the umpire an absolute earful. Ah, I lost Joey. Right. <laughs> Not only that, sm- turned around and with the bat smashed her stumps. Uh, I've never Ooh, done that. Like uh, Chris Broad did yes. many years ago yes. um, over here. And after the game, the post-match press conference, yep. she, uh, she doubled down and said, listen, if we're coming here again, we're going to have to think about the umpire situation. Cause <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't <laughs> See, I like that. They yeah. don't always have uh, neutral umpires. So uh, two Bangladesh umpires, the reserve umpire from yep. Bangladesh, the yep. TV umpire, yep. and the uh, yeah, match referee. I've, so, never, I've never done that, but I have asked the umpire, how how many games would I get for smashing the stumps? <laughs> and just really quickly again, yeah. another another T Twenty series in Canada. The Universe boss Chris Gale, forty three years of age, he's in there. Shahida Freedy and all the others. Over. Another Steve, franchise. It's, it sounds very interesting. Though. Maybe we'll get back to that next week. <laughs> okay, change ends. Let's go. Next up, we've got yes, no, sorry. Now. Overrates have been a huge problem in Test cricket, probably for all teams for all time. That's yep. a yes. Yep. It is a yes. There we yes. go. Yes, good. Um, now the ICC is sort of traditionally pretty slow um, to deal with problems. Is is that is that is that right? Well, were they going to do anything? I would have thought no. No. Uh, okay. So just poorly framed questions, Stuart. God's sake. <laughs> but they've done something, have they? Sorry, what? <laughs> now. So, do you know the uh, director of cricket for the ICC? I do. Wasim Khan. Correct. So, he was approached by no less than Usman Khawaja. So, hang on. So, what you're saying is Usman Khawaja, who's still currently playing test cricket, has somehow affected a change in the laws of the game or playing conditions at the very least. Correct. Now, Usman obviously 
a player in this series, but he's also on the ACA board. Oh, I see. Um, so he's gone to the ICC and said, listen, we've got to sort out the um, the penalties for slow over rates. So you may remember India and the World Test Championship final. Yep. They lost all their match fee. Yeah. Um, now, and he, Australia he, in that test match, Australia also lost points. Um, I think Australia lost 50% lost of points, theirs. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the reason this is very, very important is because at the end of the cycle, of the test cricket cycle, um, it may be that the team who finishes on top has been affected by these over rates. Yep. And, well, here's, here's the thing as well, just quickly. Um, there's a maximum now of 50% of your match fee that you can use, uh, that you can lose, I should say. Okay, so they've still got enough money for yeah, dinner. But right. also, correct. And also, uh, if less than 60 overs were bowled, right. there was no penalty, that's now up to 80 overs. So anything less than 80 overs. And basically the 20% of match fee for every over below that rate, if that makes sense, has been reduced to 5%. So Usman's done a good job He's done there. a great job. And as has Wasim Khan, who I might add, I played cricket with in Perth and he played in Sydney for Wests. He's a very, very, very good guy. He actually took me to that ICC uh, World T20 uh, Championship as his guest in the... Oh, very good. Yes, yeah. It was great for me because... Um, uh, <laughs> free uh, accompaniment. Yeah, so. it's a good man to have in charge. He's a good man to have in charge. And there's not very many people in world cricket have been able to affect change that quickly as have Usman Khawaja and Wasim Khan. So yeah. good on your both. He's a former guys. CEO of um, oh, Pakistan, Pakistan cricket, cricket Bless actually. You. Hmm. Bless um, you. But just another one. We have another minute left. You've yeah, um, got a minute and a half. So mate. Joe Root has come out and said, well, maybe we can, it's Brighton England till 10 o'clock at night. Why don't we just hang around and try and get the overs in? I mean, do you really want guys there for 14, 15 hours a, a day just sitting around? I mean, the light is there. What do you listen, think, listen, listen, How do they speed them up? How do they speed them up? Listen, <laughs> it's a simple question. This is the ridiculous thing, Josh. I don't know if you noticed, but when there was a light issue at the end of day four in this test match, the umpires convened and decided that they had to... Uh, England were only allowed to bowl the spin bowlers. Now, one of those umpires was wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dark sunglasses. I can, I can only... Joel Wilson, it was. Right, Joel Wilson. <laughs> so I can only hope that they were prescription sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, they may well have been because he was actually the umpire uh, who gave Stokes not out. Years back in the test oh, match. Okay. Four years ago at Headingley, <laughs> Nathan Lyon, uh, Australia <laughs> wasted a review. So you could say, well, it was Australia's fault. But, I mean, the umpire's there to make decisions. I've, I've hardly seen a plumber, a plumber LB. So he's gone, straight <laughs> yeah. from, he's gone from straight from that Stokes decision to the optometrist, got himself some prescription sunnies, yeah. and it's burned Stokes in the end. He said, I'll need these in four years. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So good work, Uzi and Wasim. You did a wonderful job. I can't believe that they've actually managed to fix it mid-series. There we go. There we go. Over, gentlemen. Change <laughs> ends. Okay, so next up... Oh, I've got to take a little while to recover from that one. Next up, we've got a little bit of in and out. Um, this is where we don't talk about uh, bedroom duties. We talk about selections. Yep. There's there's a bunch. There's a bunch yeah, what's here. Got, there's a lot Ooh. of options. Well, what do you think? You know what I want to say, don't you, Josh? Well, f- hang on. First of all, you decided uh, that we shouldn't play with the spinner last, uh, <laughs> last week. <laughs> right. And you said that Travis Head was the best spinner in Australia. How are you feeling about that right now? Okay, listen. I, I, maintain, <laughs> I maintain my ground on that one. I think it was a very good side that Australia took in that test match, bearing in mind we had to draw to retain the Ashes. Okay? Yep. Um, and mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> thank you. Thank you upstairs. I really appreciate it, Lorraine. Thank you. Um, but, but 
Todd Murphy, in the test match he did play, um, although he didn't get to bowl much, he tried to be Nathan Lyon. He bowled around the wicket at 95 kilometres an hour. Yep. When what Todd Murphy does very well is bowl over the wicket, off stump, to, to, to hit the top of off stump. Because he actually drifts the ball a bit. So who would you compare him to more? more? He's a more of a, a, a conventional finger spin bowler. Um, he's, you know, he's nowhere near as good as Greg Matthews. Big, right. But... but is that style he's trying to uh, he's trying to approach that and from all reports one day he will be as good as greg um which would be a great moment but will he come in again i would suggest that last test of the series having retained the ashes needing wickets on a pitch that does turn a bit i would like to see him play okay that's but i want to see him playing as todd murphy i don't want to see him playing as Nathan Lyon, and that's what was wrong with Travis Head in the last test match. He bowled around the wicket as well. Okay. It's also a ground where Australia haven't had too much success, really. They haven't. Who I'll goes get out? To that. Well, look, I mean, Warner's the one that I thought you'd mention. Oh, um, I he, mean, what do you think about that, Sharpie? Ring, yep. Oh, they've come this far. They'll probably, yep. they'll probably just pick it. I mean, they, they made it pretty clear by sending Renshaw home after two tests and by not uh, really mentioning Marcus Harris. They were talking about opening with Mitchell Marsh or yeah. Cameron Green or moving Labuschagne up but one. There was all sorts the of options. The Mitchell Marsh-Cameron Green thing I think has been done because Cameron Green has said, I don't want to open the yeah. batting. Okay. Now um, They'll stick with Warner. They Well, they could stick with Warner, but Harris was warming up with the openers last test match. Well, he's got to do something. He hasn't done anything for three if, months. If, <laughs> if, they, if they don't dump Warner, then that means... There's going to be a change if he doesn't make any runs. But, look, I think you're probably right. I, I don't see much going on with the Australian team. I think Boland misses out again. I think Murphy yeah. in for Green. Yeah, right, OK. So, so do you go. think Warner should do the right thing and say, this is my last test and go out in a blaze of glory or blaze of well, uh, ignominy, uh, whichever see, it might the be? Thing, no, he can't do that because he wants to play at the SCG. Well, it's all um, good wanting to do things. It is good to be wanting to do things. But, um, look, I think it would be a tragedy if he did just get dropped over here. Um, at this stage, having gutsed it out for Aren't so long. are there two series after this, uh, West Indies and... Yeah. Um... Look, I think two single-figure scores, he's in trouble. If he makes even... Even if he makes 35-40, they'll probably play Any... him in the first... And he'll come back and play a Shield game yeah. and maybe get some runs and they'll probably pick him in the first test maybe. of the summer. And maybe. then, you know, and then he's well away he bats, for Sydney. You know, yeah. well, he bats in Australia. Well, you know it's going to rain in Sydney anyway because <laughs> most uh, games in Sydney yeah, are. Yeah, what about Nisa in for... Um... For one of the bowlers, no, unlikely. There are no more bowling changes, no. but you know, pending injury. Any, yeah. th any for England? Do you think? Um, now, Mark no. Mark Wood looked a bit a bit Ginger, tired. He did. Um, so I that, don't know. I, Jimmy Jimmy Anderson. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy perhaps announces his uh, retirement. And you've heard a little bit of a rumor about another change that might be on the on the cards for Australia, uh, maybe at the end of the series. Well, there is talk that Pat Cummins might take a break from the captaincy, but that's a big, big rumor. That's a big rumor. Uh, uh, look, so he's just retained the Ashes, and you're and giving it's only the a ass. it's only a rumor at this <laughs> it's, stage. It's probably a good time for us to dump that one. I'm, then, not, I'm not revealing. Incredible sources on that. <laughs> it's another pub, isn't it? Come yeah. on, respect the overs. This is the final countdown. This is where we wrap up and we're going to look towards the oval. Start it up, Change baby. and bowl. There it is. <laughs> you have played a little bit of cricket. <laughs> Didn't we already do the final? <laughs> we have done the final countdown. <clears throat> now, let me talk to you about Australia at the oval, okay? What have you got? Australia at the oval... Um, has got a very, very poor record. We've won eight test matches there out of 39. One of those test matches was the last test match we played there, which was against India. So we can pretty much discount that. 
So that's seven only where we've beaten England. Please explain. Please explain. Well, I'll tell you what it is, mate. Australia's normally won the Ashes by the time yeah. I get to the Oval. <laughs> they're on the, they're on the piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's possibly. But England have won there, uh, seriously, the England have won there 17 times, which means that they're all over us at the Oval. They, they normally, it's a very flat pitch. Australia, I think, can be forgiven for being tired at the very end of a series, perhaps. Um, but it's been particularly bad for Australia in the past. So do they try something different? I think they. I think, I think Australia is going to go as we said in the last segment with with what they've got. Um, but England um, are going to come in. Australia has approached this series right from the very beginning with a very very clear mandate, and that is to win the Ashes, not retain the Ashes. Now look. England's going to complain no matter what, but I really, really think that it's an important game for Australia and it's important to show how resilient they are. What about if they win a toss? <laughs> Moral victory. <laughs> yeah. Well, four, yeah, four tosses in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an interesting one, though. Uh, 263 is the highest successful fourth innings okay. chase at the Alvo. So you're probably, based on that, and that was in 1902, you probably don't want to be batting. <laughs> you don't want to be batting last, so maybe it is an important toss to, uh, to win. Um, so Surrey is in the south part of, of England. And, London. And London, the south part of London. But, but as, as the weather goes throughout, as we've seen it does, rain up north down south it can be quite brilliant summers but it's been wet down there as well so maybe the pitch will hold together a little bit better than it has done in the past who knows yeah um just back on that pat cummins thing i didn't ask well what's your opinion on that does pat cummins stay on and if he doesn't who, who comes in as captain well, I think the only person in the team who's got a chance at the moment is probably Steve Smith. But, um, you know, who knows how long he's going to play for. Travis Head's looking pretty good. I think he's still number three batsman in the world. Um, and, you know, if he if he does cement his spot, you know, some would argue that it's already been cemented. Maybe he's a contender. But I, I just think that Pat's done a great job. He's done what we set out to do. He's retained the ashes. He's taken a lot of burden on himself. Um, because he's bowled most of the overs, he's done most of the grunt work, and he's even made a few runs. And you'd hope he might learn from the, uh, you know, the, the problematic decisions in, in this series. And I hope so. You know, mm. there's, there's there's a chance. I think we've got to have a little bit of a look at who's in the back room. We've got a few too many people in the back room, I think. There's a lot of people in there that should know better, and they're obviously not saying enough. Coaches are traditionally uh, well-respected in the Australian rooms, aren't they? <laughs> Don't forget at the Oval, there's a massive gasometer which overlooks the ground. And? Um, yeah, well, Pat Cummins is into his gasometers and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't he an energy guy? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh, okay. I see. Oh, very, very, yeah. very re- relevant. Oh. One final thing in the final countdown. Steve Smith loves it at the Oval. He's uh, made 300s and he averages 91. That'll okay. help. So that will help. And he made 100 against uh, India the last time they played. You can wrap that up now, umpire. Well, We've I was got- going to say, maybe England can save face. When they think about it, they might not declare in the first innings of the first test <laughs> too early. They might hold some catches. <laughs> and it might not rain. <laughs> and they might win the toss again and decide to do the correct thing. And yeah. it might not rain. Yes, that's it. <laughs> okay. There well, we go. The day's play is over. Wrap it up. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, yeah, we know you all loved it. Everybody loves wickets. Please subscribe, repost, like and share on Twitter and Instagram at Wickets208 and follow with five stars on Spotify. See you next week with Fresh Bowlers, another over and more Wickets.